Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Brown Petri Dish. How we doing? Um, you can't answer me, so I don't know why I ask that. Why do you ask how you're doing on a podcast when the audience can't answer back? That's kind of dumb. Um, but today on the podcast is a very good episode. We had John Armstrong over the house, and uh, we talked about his night headlining hilarities, along with lots of other things. Uh, John's always fun to talk to. And uh, this is a great one. We went for an hour and a half. We would have went for, for longer if uh, if we didn't have to get John out of here at a certain time. Um, but it was an hour and a half, so we split it into two episodes. Uh, today, uh, we end right before we get into the news. We only ended up talking about two news stories anyways. Um, and they weren't really time sensitive. I think everybody knows that... Uh, Twitter's fucked up and that Trump is running for president again. So that's what we talk about next week. So look forward to that. Um, but it's a very good episode. Uh, we talk about the everything to do with uh, what goes into uh, something like that, like a big moment for you in comedy. Um, that was a big moment for John. Honestly, it was a big moment for the Cleveland comedy scene because it's been a while. We talk about it. Um, it's been a while since we've had a new local guy get to headline hilarities. So John's the first one in a while. He's the first one um, out of our like group of friends that, uh, you know, do shows together all the time and shit. And um, it's very cool. It was a great night for Cleveland comedy. Uh, Joe Briggs featured for him. It was his first time featuring. He crushed it. Um, Bill Squire, who everybody knows is like the, one of the biggest people in Cleveland comedy and uh, one of the people that does the most for the Cleveland comedy scene uh, was hosting it. So that meant a lot too. So that was, it was all very cool. Uh, very cool night. We talk about that, get into the nerves of it and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's about it. It'll cut off whenever you hear me say we need to talk about the news and uh, you have to wait for the next week for the rest of it. All right, guys, have a good week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, I hope uh, that we provide some relief for you when you're, uh, I don't know, what are you doing outside in the garage smoking a cigarette or something? Whatever it is, whatever you're doing, listen to this to get away from your family for a little bit. That's cool. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Get back in there and talk to them, you know? You uh, you only get so much time with your family, so spend the holidays with them. Or don't, if you hate them. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. But uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. we were losing the crowd for a minute with uh good old jimmy killius uh, <laughs> he he did well and then he uh he was doing well and then he 
almost purposely made the crowd hate him at the end. Yeah, he did a heel turn at the end, man. Like, <laughs> the problem was the Menor was playing St. Ed's, which I did not know was a televised yeah. thing. Yeah, and we wouldn't have done it last night if I would have known Menor was in the high school playoffs. Yeah, so Jimmy just night. started cheering on St. Ed's at the end of his set and just going off on the crowd. And <laughs> right, like, he was doing great, and then it just took like a downward Dude. spiral, and then he just said, just fuck like, you, go and got off stage. Go St. Ed's, go St. Ed's. Where was this at? Was this at Garage? No, it was in Menor at Stadium Grill. Stadium, that's yeah. that's what and he's yeah, just yeah. chanting "Go Saint Ed's." Oh man! And then and then every, people start booing him. Like they were laughing, but they were booing him. And then and then he's like, "Oh yeah, your next comic coming to stage. She's on the funny bus. Give it up for Kristen Hoff." And I was like, "You're such a dick." He was like halfway <laughs> off the stage and had to come back. <laughs> uh, John Armstrong's our guest today. How, how you doing, John? I'm well. I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah! Drinking my kombucha. <laughs> what else? Nice. You don't do the funny bus anymore, right? No, sir. Yeah, it's I think it's just Brian, Julia, and Kristen now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian ended the show last night, and he just came in with, like, Flem had a good set after. Kristen got the crowd back a little bit from from hating Jimmy, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then Flem had a really good set. Uh, he he had this hooked on phonics joke that they loved. They were just dying. And then, uh, and then Brian Sternick came up with just, the dumbest energy and it just killed like he was, nice. I mean, nice. he was just he was just like it was almost like he was playing the part of a motivational speaker for the first four minutes of his set oh, and they they loved it dude the old people in the back were just dying laughing i don't think he ever told a joke i think he just, <laughs> I think he just yeah, went off yeah. on the crowd and they they loved yeah. that shit man it was hilarious uh, awesome. it was it was great so john you had your first night headlining at hilarities last friday um, I know how it went because I was there and it was awesome. But how did it Dude, feel? Dude, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. For everybody, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it felt good, man. It felt really yeah. good. It was, uh, it was one of those things where when it was over, it was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Were you nervous about it? Yeah. Yeah. Man, like, you know how Joe Briggs is always having like panic attacks and shit before a show. We were, we were collectively like losing our shit <laughs> like, in the back. Like we was like pacing and like. I'm like, oh man, this dude, this is. I I hadn't been that nervous in a long, cause I can like, I I I'll bomb in front of strangers any day. I had not yeah. got that many people that I know in the same place. It was it was kind of like I was joking in the beginning. It was too many different kind of people that I know, like cause people, family and people I work with, and just all these different people. Yeah, we're gonna come out. And then all these, then I'm like, oh god damn it, this yeah. bad. <laughs> one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite. I things. go to work and then they they're just like. That was hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things at the very beginning, you were like, you were like looking around this room. I think I have way too many white friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I had plenty, of, I had plenty of family there. I had plenty of uh, friends there, but I guess my core group of friends is is fairly small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I do just know a lot of people. Yeah. You know, you got your mom and dad in the room for the same time for oh, a God. long time. Is oh, that was God. that like a? Were you trying to do like parent trap? Situation? No, no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear shit from my mom, so I didn't think my mom was coming. Yeah, I knew my sisters and was coming. You know, that yeah. I mean, they didn't. They ain't got bad blood. It's just it was one of those divorces that were like once they left the room, like they, ain't, they were done. They ain't been in the same room. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just. 
Yeah, it was over. So, so like I said, I have that many different people in the same room. It was, yeah. it was like one of those dreams. Like when you're having a dream and you're naked at school and then your crush is there and your grandmother shows up and it's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like, who the fuck? Where are all these people coming from? <laughs> And, I, and I think for. like I think like the the back row of tables, uh, like right before you get to where the comics sit, was full of comics. But I think everything else was pretty much sold out, right? Like they had seats in the balcony full. And yeah, my dad was up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was almost pretty much. It was crazy. Almost, yeah, that was that was dope, man. But uh, I was joking with uh, Mary Santora. I was like, uh, I've I've had some good shows where I could you know be funny, but. I'm like I need some fans because I got like eight fans. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how you get fans? She's like, John, you have to post stuff. Yeah, you you do. Like, yeah, you should post more shit. Well, I've yeah. I've been working on. I'm I, I'm I was gonna talk to you actually when we done with this shit. You talking about hit up Jeremy? I'm gonna have to hit him up and just hit up like everybody who does this shit because I got all these all these videos, but I don't know how to chop them up because of the. The way there are the format that it's on, I don't know how to transfer oh, it to other it's, formats. As long as you can get it on your computer, you can chop it up. Uh, you can, you can use uh, Wonder Wonder Share Film More is free. That's what I use, and it's it's you just go on YouTube and they give you tutorials about how to do everything and shit. It's real easy. I even oh, found nice. an app that's pretty good uh, for it. Uh, didn't think I'd be able to do that on my phone, but yeah. it helps. Nice. Um, yeah. But the key is to at least at least TikTok is the key is to build up like. 30 40 videos before yeah. you start your account and then when you start your account just start posting at least one a day yeah because they punish you for not posting so if you start if when you start out you want to you want to like start out with a with a bank of videos that you can just start posting because they they basically reward you for posting frequently yeah. so they'll boost your shit in the algorithm more and whatnot whenever you're posting frequently i'm gonna i'm gonna actually start a new one here pretty soon when i get some videos built up because a new tiktok yeah because it'll be the same name i just have to basically i'll have to make it uh like you you have to change your name for 30 days in order to get your old name back okay so basically like i'll just have to make it like john brown comedy one for like yeah. 30 days and then i can change it back to john brown comedy but um yeah because if you don't post like i i didn't post for like a month and I started posting again. I have like five thousand followers on there, I think, and yeah. and I was only getting like two hundred views per video. And yeah. it's like, well, what the fuck, you know? Like, so you you <laughs> they kind of shadow ban you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you're you're not hilarious though. Like, Joe Briggs killed right before you went up. Yeah, he did. Like, that's the thing. He always does one. That, yeah, that's why I always yeah. that's why I always fuck with him when he have his panic attacks. Cause I'm like, you you gonna be okay? But it's just funny to watch him dry even. Yeah, He's that's what, like he killed. But I was like, that's probably the worst person to feature for you if you're headlining because. He's not gonna calm you down. Like I was, he's I was not, just gonna like, say that. He, he, he seems like if you're panicking, he's not gonna tell you it's gonna be yeah, all right. Yeah. But I'm sure Squire was pretty was pretty good. To yeah, it was. There. He was dope, man. Yeah. He really set the tone, and he was like, and I could tell like uh, like he was just loose, and I love that shit too, because I've been in that position where like you. If you're the host, it's least less pressure, so you can just go have fun and like, yeah. well, all right. Yeah, all right, y'all go and Good luck, guys. do the rest of the show. So, and then um, I have I did his show earlier that week too. So, 
he was already kind of in my corner helping me push. Uh, shout out to Bill Squire. He's like, he's super cool. He's really helped yeah. me with a lot of stuff. So Yeah, it was very cool, like, two weeks for the Cleveland Comedy scene because we had the Cleveland Comedy Festival, which was amazing. Yeah, that was dope, man. And then we had that, you headlined him for the first time. And like I said, like, you started a couple years before all of us, but I... I feel like you're in our group of friends, so you're like the first person yeah. in our group to headline yeah. hilarity. So it was a big yeah. thing. It was it was very cool. Yeah, there's definitely a change in the guard. I was uh I didn't even realize it till Briggs brought it up. My first feature was his first host. So he was Yeah, like, he told me that. Yeah, so cool. he was like it felt good that the bump came and we were we were both on the bump, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Cause it's yeah. probably been a while since they've had somebody uh, get like their first headlining night at hilarities been, since before the pandemic probably well somebody local yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I couldn't even remember yeah I mean it's, it's and honestly it's, I don't I don't even know what oh I know um maybe that one that I did with uh Rob Ward which I, I don't think that really counted as much just because Rob Ward is established and he tours anyway but I think that was his first time headlining there oh okay so yeah yeah it's it's always a cool moment though that's uh i mean for me it it'll it'll mean it'll mean a lot the first time i headlined funny stop because i started there but uh obviously obviously you got hilarities is like one of the top five clubs in the country so how's your uh, uh how's your prep work for uh headlining like what, what's your routine for it well, I kept telling myself I was going to go over my set, and then the day came and I had a panic attack. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so lack thereof would be... <laughs> yeah. I, I kept saying, like, I, I'm so bad with that. But but no, like, I didn't do what I wanted to do as far as, like, putting it together and ordering it up. But what I did subconsciously was, like, the week of, then I started thinking, all right, I want to do... All right, I'm going to lead in with this. Okay. All right, I want to go this in the middle. And then the thing that I did at uh, the Cleveland comedy uh, thing at the yeah. Odeon, when I ended on that, I was like, okay, I want to end on that. So I started yeah. slowly putting it together. Yeah. And then it was, a, um, it was a few tags that I hadn't done that I wanted to put in there. It was a few jokes that I had compressed that I wanted to blow back up a little more so i did that and then it was this newer joke that i wanted to start off with just to set the tone and then and then it clicked together so i i, yeah. I, I wrote it down i wrote down my set list like the day of when i was in the room but it was it was so hard for me to sit down anytime before that and like like all right this will be because i was just i was just judging it so much and i didn't i didn't know and it would just make something be set in stone and then i wanted to do a lot of newer stuff but then I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm like, do do the hits, cause if I get it hot, I want to keep it like hot, and I didn't want to get to a point. Only thing I, well, not only thing, but one of the things that I wish I would have did is maybe a little more interaction. I usually like a fuck around with yeah. the crowd, but nobody fucked with me either. Like, cause it's easy. Like, if somebody like throws it out at you, and then you can get it back and forth. But that was the other thing too. I didn't want it to feel forced. Right, and then once I had um, some energy going, I didn't want to like step off of that. I'm like, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm like, all right, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know what I mean? Because I, that was the other thing. I didn't want to fall on either side of it. I didn't want to be so, 
like super self-conscious to where I was taking my time or giving expositional jokes that I shouldn't do. Like, oh, that's that, or this is that, or, you know. Yeah. Or, but I didn't want to be too cocky to where, like, these jokes worked before, so I know it's going to, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've had a handful of shows, man, like, where it was, like, it was supposed to go better, and I was, like, for better or worse, the headliner, you know, I was closing the show out, and and the energy just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I remember one, it was recently, it was this year, that one that was at Coda, and um, I had people I work with and some other people come out. It was a decent crowd, but, like, nobody really wanted to sit in the front, so everybody's, like, yeah. sitting around the bar, so it's already spaced out, the laughs are spaced out. And then this one girl I used to work with, she came, and she was all drunk and shit, and I was like, hey, everybody come sit in the front. And nobody came and sit in the front except her. <laughs> and, and, and so she's, like, giggling, but, like, out of turn and somewhat talking to me, so it's throwing the rhythm off. And then some of the people who I work with and a couple that I used to work with, like, they're, they're like, watching it, but they're, like, watching me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just, like... I was that so burned something in my head that I was like, I just didn't want that to have all these people who know me, but like just sitting there like, like it's yeah. museum time. Like, yeah. oh, right. This is the John Armstrong joke exhibit. <laughs> watch this until it's over. And it was yeah. So as yeah, that'll uh, be me. My first time. <laughs> is, is I think you gotta just, just burn yeah. some of those, man, because it, yeah. it it really do just be like that. Because a lot of stuff that I try to avoid, I mean, and, and not necessarily. I'm just talking shit. Yeah. But a lot of stuff I've tried to avoid. You you step in it anyway. You know, it's like when you start dating, man. You don't want to have certain stuff happen, but it's go happen. Yeah. Like, See, I'm I'm the I'm the type of comic where like I plan every joke. I plan on how I'm going to fit it into my overall set. You know, like, that's... So, so, like, I usually do... When I feature, I usually do pretty much the same set every time. I just yeah. add stuff and take away shit at certain points. But, like, I know I have some good jokes that I've written that I've just been like, this doesn't fit anywhere. I'll fucking right. put it to the back of the book. You know? Yeah. Like, that's it. Now, like, some uh, of those... Because I, I just have to have... I don't know what it is in my head. I just have to have transitions from, from yeah. every joke. And I just... Otherwise, it feels too... And I, I know it's not necessary, though, to have transitions between every joke, but well, I just... Well, it, it, it feels good. I mean, yeah. If it feels good to you, it feels good. I mean, trust me, I try to have that, too. Yeah. You know, I tried to... That, that set that I did that night, I tried to have that have an overarching theme yeah you know like a beginning yeah you're very beginning good at middle and then but sometimes like i don't know sometimes i like a hard you know 180 just yeah <laughs> so, yeah because yeah, yeah. so, sometimes that it just that in and of itself is just the ultimate palate cleanser for the room yeah you know i think I mean? it has to be one or the other like there either has to be a transition or you have to go in the complete opposite direction just to like shock the yeah. crowd like that's like last night, I did that at uh, I did that at it was the first time I did this new uh, OnlyFans joke that I wrote. Yeah. And and right after I got done, like I got a big laugh at the end. And right whenever I got done, I was just like, so I was raised Catholic. Uh, if you, yeah. Like yeah. you know, like yeah. it was like it was it, a really graphic OnlyFans joke, and I think that helped when you hit them with the Catholic line. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause yeah. Catholicism is already pretty. <laughs> Pretty seedy. Yeah, yeah. like like I, I like shit like that. Um, 
But now, since we talked about your height, I want, I want to know, I don't think I've ever heard from you, what was your, what's the biggest bomb you've ever had? What's the worst bomb you've ever had? Oh, dude. you got to have one that you can remember. Like, like a tragic Like, one. everybody has one, I think. I don't, like, like, <laughs> like, the worst ones to me are, like, the ones kind of just, where it's, it's very anticlimactic. It's just, it's just quiet and sad. Yeah. But 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 the most monumental bomb. Okay. Is uh, I've told this one before. This was in a way, it was I it was good because this was the first time I ate my way through to the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was the early days. It was Spider Jones. He had this show, and it was um, you know, like when we do we <laughs> when they do Ingenuity Fest, those um. Yeah, I, I haven't been, but yeah, I know. But in Cleveland, at. like yeah. the uh, before you get the fifty fifth, uh, Pat Superior, Hamilton, all that warehouse shit around there, kind of around there, but a little further up, closer to downtown. But that whole just industrial, yeah. what what part of Cleveland am I in? Right. Type of shit. You know what I mean? So it was like a little corner bar, and we get in there, and it was like uh, you could tell. Like, they do, like, parties and strip shit there because they had all these poles. <laughs> and the poles had little circle podiums at the bottom. So you could tell, like, yeah. not at, either it used to be a strip place or, like, in the hood, you would have a lot of places, like, that throw cabarets and shit, just different parties. So yeah. people just rent it out for different days. So I'm thinking that's what that was. Just on a, any given day, this is any given thing, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. it's an event space. So you got the bar, TV's on. This is... Early summer, I think 2017, maybe 18, but it was uh, after we had already won the championship and now we're in the playoffs again. So the Cavs are in the playoffs. It's a playoff game and comedy show. Great. Yeah. Those go hand in hand. So, <laughs> and then it's just a nice, right amount of people people there. All right, where's the stage? The stage was the base, one of the podiums where, where the stripper pole was. You stood on the podium next to the stripper pole. Well, all these jokes. Let me get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so, it gets to halftime. Dude cuts the volume off of the TV, gives me... A wireless mic, which wireless mics have become an ominous. I hate them <laughs> so much. <laughs> wireless mics are just like, like it's gonna be a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> but so it gives me that wireless mic. He's like, all right, I'm about to do some comedy. So I just, I literally get up there and I'm talking. You know, trying to literally try not to swirl around the pole. <laughs> That's the only kind of energy I got, and, and it was like the circumference is like this table. It wasn't that big, you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm literally like just just on this thing, and people are sitting like my my audience is sitting at the bar, and their backs are to me, so they have to turn around to even like acknowledge me. So I got a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, and of course, there's no smoking in bars, but there everybody's smoking in this bar. <laughs> and weed, too. Yeah. So, like, uh, so then the game starts coming on, and then I'm like, I'm just, I'm just droning on, and then, like, they're just whatever, indifferent to me. Game come back on, and then I, I just start, like, uh, commenting on the game <laughs> and then the lady one of the lady who was in front of me she was smoking a blunt and i started joking with her and i was doing like some crowd work and i was like oh well, let me hit that and she let me and then i'm like smoking and then i'm talking and stuff and then finally i look over and i see spider and he lights me i'm just like oh, thank god 
<laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I get off and I was like and that was the longest set I had done up to that point too because I was like how long did I do and he was like that I still remember he's like that was 23 minutes I was like oh nice <laughs> so I was just happy yeah. that I made it through right. yeah. but yeah. They, they could not have given a fuck less about me I was like I was like just speaking into the ether but that those couple little connections I made I still remember hitting that girls weed and then just commenting on the game and getting yeah. a few laughs but that was that just oh I was so naked but that helped me because right after that I mean I care if I bomb but that was I was like okay I can I, I can bomb it definitely sets the gravity I mean oh my god like, after I, that, you're like this wasn't that I bad actually a bunch of people just looking at you like just and then a look of pity and sorrow yeah. and then go away because I'm trying to watch the game and it was just so and then I, and then I kind of felt bad because like so it was Spider's show. So he had to go home. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I'm feeling like relieved sitting in the other room that this is over. And then I can faintly hear him in the distance. And I'm just like. How'd Spider do? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I was in the other yeah, room. Yeah, I didn't want to go. You know why when you bomb. He's yeah. like farting in the elevator. I'm not like, standing there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get a whip of that shit. Like yeah, I'm running home. away. Yeah, so. yeah. It's weird. There's like. There is. There's like situational bombs like that. And then there's like. And then there's like. Uh, like opportunity bombs that suck too that's like you didn't really bomb but you just didn't do your best you know but it was for well, that, something that, that's what I was talking about the like, ones yeah. where, where it's just the, those are the worst to me that just the quiet like just uh, when I first started working in hilarities it was like that because I, I would just get like the Thursday or the Sunday nights yeah, and uh, you know, Sam just want to see what you can do, and then I'll, and and then you know, I'm doing my jokes that supposedly work, but I had been working uh, improv here and there too, so my set was leaning way more to a black crowd. Yeah, so I didn't necessarily want to start changing shit up, but still, some stuff just I forget I was doing. Yeah, some of the stuff just needed a little more exposition than I wanted to do. Yeah. But even when I would get laughs, it was just like cross arms and, you know, when you get the laughs, it was ha ha ha. Silent. Yeah. Ha yeah, ha that's, ha. Silent. Like, yeah, like no, nothing lingers. Yeah. It's not, there's no looseness. There's no weird chuckling over here. There's no, it's like you're, you're running with the wind at your face at, yeah. at, at every second there yeah that's uh, that's like my it wasn't my worst bomb like how i did but my the worst i ever felt after a bomb was my first time doing jokes on you hilarities i was like i felt like i was drowning and yeah. i just felt like shit afterwards like it was it was terrible <laughs> the first the worst i ever felt was the first time i because all i did was funny stuff when i first started and the, every week it's funny stuff funny stuff funny stuff then after that the next thing i did was grog shop and I remember being on stage and like uh, that was the first time like I blacked out in the sense to where like I was I was used to doing my jokes and I was doing my jokes and then I got to a certain point and I didn't know the next joke and my mind just was gone. I didn't know where my yeah. jokes were. I didn't everything was just gone and I didn't know how to react in time you know what I mean in real time you know what I mean and probably to the audience it might have been probably maybe five seconds yeah. but like even if that but for me it I, feels I, like an eternity I lived a yeah. lifetime in that second and and then and I never could calibrate it right after that so once I got it back 
I'm just talking through the the rest of it. Maybe that's the worst bomb because I'm. I just remember going home, dude. I literally, I literally cried, man. Yeah, like bro. I was list, I was listening to some music. I was smoking a blunt. And I just was. I felt worthless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt so. Yeah. I, like like that feeling that I had. I just. I was not like like John like you you throwing this hell Mary trying to get some con because I'm I'm I be telling y'all like and I know y'all are too but like uh, some of us are casual with this like I really want to do this yeah and, and it took yeah. me a while to even start so doing it and then just just like sucking and being that bad in it and just like you're not even good like that self loathing <laughs> yeah, shit I, mean, I was it was bad that yeah. night that night after hilarities that was the that was the only time I had ever had a slight thought about quitting like that was that was it because it was just like I remember like I remember the I blacked out I I remember like the lady saying to me that the worst 911 phone call she ever got was somebody committing suicide. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, I don't want to do a suicide joke at Hilarity's my first time. And then I just, like, I said something like not touching that or something and moved yeah. on. And I don't remember anything after that. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. it. You just repressed that shit. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I talked to Jeremy Demery outside and he helped me out a little bit. was like was like this show's set up for you to bomb like it's not like it's you know like well it's for not what it's worth deal. i don't I, <laughs> I i i think i remember the show but i don't remember it being that you know so no it, it probably wasn't that that bad it was just that bad to me like yeah, it was you yeah, know like yeah. it just like i i i do want to do this as a career too and, it, and it's uh and I kind of blew up on the Cleveland comedy page yesterday about about shit uh, because I I said something like uh, this isn't comedy's not just a fun hobby it's a, it's an industry or something oh, like that. Oh, I read that. What what, yeah. what was that? What, what, was that a response to something? Or yeah, what? it was uh, Brian Sternick's post that he had, which was just supposed to be him being catty and yeah, yeah. sarcastic and, about all the rules. And I saw him uh, say call people a gatekeeper, and I was like. And I was like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm sorry, yeah, like, gatekeepers yeah. are necessary. Like, this is, yeah, it's yeah. not just a fun little hobby. It's an industry, and this isn't Little League. Like, not yeah. everybody has to play. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's, yeah. if you're charging for tickets, though, you're responsible for the audience. I just, I think, time. I like, just think the language behind it is a little harsh, I guess, because, yeah. but yeah. by definition, I mean, anything that you're on the other side of is a gatekeeper. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yeah. Like anything, a job, pussy, like you know, like any anything that you're on the outside yeah. of. So, but I just don't get like people don't understand. People don't understand that like when you are running a show, and people are paying for tickets to that show, you're responsible for them to yeah. get their money's worth. Like that is like that's your responsibility. Yeah. yeah, producing shows is a fucking headache, and when you got yeah. like four to six people, and you know like. Four to five of them are weak to mediocre at best, and you're trying to position stuff, and then you kind of want your best person to go up last, but then sometimes that shits on them because these people had to sit through so many mediocre comics that half the crowd is gone by the time they get to this, yeah. and you know this comic is good, but they don't. Yeah. So they're not even giving them yeah. the energy they deserve, so sometimes it makes you want to push that person up. And then, and all this because you didn't want to be a gatekeeper and you wanted to yeah. let, you know, certain people on, so. To me, like, I will give you, if I think you're bad at comedy, I'm not putting you on my show. If I think yeah. you're decent at comedy, I'll give you a five-minute guest set. But, like, I'm not giving 15 minutes to somebody that I don't 
yeah. it deserves to be paid for 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I like, don't, it's... I don't get the desire for the the gate to be brought to you. Should you work the, your <laughs> right, way up yeah, to dude, the gate and then get in? That's also what I said. Well, it's like know? that's that's human nature, man. I guess, yeah, that's also what I said. Weird though. to see. Yeah. That's also what I said though. Is like I've gotten rejected from almost every comedy festival I've applied to. I've sent out probably. 500 emails to clubs and gotten five responses it's brutal dude. yeah like gatekeeping <laughs> like that 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 is Part all gatekeeping it. but it motivates me like that's how it yeah sh it should motivate you to get better and yeah. to work harder like that's that's the thing like i don't get that mentality i guess of like of like people that don't think you have to work for it like it's you know like it's, well, it's would, work man. i was saying their mind i don't think that they think that I think that they think that you just don't see their talent. Like, oh, I've worked, I've worked for it. It's yeah. here. You just don't see it. You know that's what I mean? That's your fault, not mine. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that's their mentality behind it. I have. I mean, I have sympathy for it. Like I was, I was there at one point where. Oh, I trust just, me. I'm not. I'm not sticking up yeah, for it. I just. But I never. But I never thought when I was when I was at the point like six months to a year into comedy where, like, if I were booking for shows then i wouldn't have booked me you know what i'm saying like yeah. that like that yeah. when i was at that point i wasn't bitter or pissed off because i wasn't getting booked on shit i was like i need to get better so i can get booked on shit you know what i mean like i always had a little bit of a i guess uh not always but fairly soon a few months in i, I was like i didn't think i was like great but anything that happened, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, but all while acknowledging in that time, like, I literally had, like, five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it did yeah. maybe ten. But, like, so, so, yeah. I thought I was great. Yeah. I thought I was great. And then... I look back at my tapes from that first couple months. Oh man, I, I was straight trashed. Like, so I, like, I was, I was little tics that I do and how <laughs> I move my body yeah. and like uh, all this just little I, shit. I, it, it was it was so cringy. I oh, did the thing God. where I did the thing where I looked down at the ground and paced back and forth. Oh, I stage. still do that sometimes. So when yeah. I oh God, <laughs> yeah. which I don't mind when I'm just like at a open mic just working on ideas but when i recorded and i looked at myself it made me be like even if you're just and i'm saying me talking to myself yeah. but even if you're just like anywhere at an open mic or, or whatever or at hilarities or improv like like you at least got you have to give them that energy you, yes. you you can't you can't half-ass it it's like hey i'm a i'm a half-ass fuck the ugly girl so i can really give it to the pretty girl you know what i mean yeah. it's like i can't half-ass this show just waiting to do good on a on a bigger venue you gotta no. you gotta give it all your energy and i'm i'm yeah when i'm working on shit i'm bad at that i'll just went you always and you always find if you're putting the work in and shit and you're recording yourself and shit you always find shit that you can improve on like yes like i noticed like i need to work on like when a joke doesn't when a joke doesn't hit right away right. i fucking move on like that and i noticed that like every once in a while lately i'll go on stage for open mics i'll go up a little impaired and and I'll be like more relaxed and and I'll stop after a joke and just sit there in it for a minute and then it gets a laugh and I'm like I'm like maybe like some of my jokes that don't hit yeah. is because you have to think about it for a second you know what I mean like that's well and not even yeah. just so much that it's just the, the timing of it. I've had that too man like where you slow down and you're like I didn't know that had that laugh 
or you'll or you'll find a tag in it you know what i mean like yeah. like you'll oh, think yeah. that was the end of the joke and then you slow down and then when you could feel it making its way around the room and then you can insert some there or but it yeah definitely like that time and those pauses are where so many jokes are because I, I was doing that too i still i mean i still that's why i'm going back into bad habits but i still do that because that's basically you trying to fill up all the empty space with with noise not noise yeah. but, but you know what I mean yeah and I, and I was so and that's when I panicked on that grog shop stage I was just it was it was no noise and I was just like oh now now they're yeah. looking at me <laughs> silence is a real tool though man like yeah you, you can really dude. use that if on anything you know if you're trying to get everybody's attention nothing gets it quicker than the room being way too and quiet that, I, I I learned that too like when people talk through your set just be quiet Cause then when it's just them talking, then it like yeah, everyone's eyes on them and they don't want that. Yeah, know? my fear is I think I have a fear with it though, and I have to get rid of that. But like my fear is like that getting the wrong laugh because I do it to people, what you know, you like 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 Gabe Gary. I've talked I talked to him about it on his podcast. Uh, one of my favorite things in comedy is to watch Gabe Gary tell a joke that bombs. And it, it is because because he'll sit in it and it's just and it's just complete silence and he's looking so confident on stage. <laughs> yeah. It makes me die laughing. So it'll be like a couple seconds of silence and then he'll he'll just hear me cackle in the back of the room. Yeah. And like that's the laugh I never want to get. Like I don't want. But that, sometimes, like, but, but you you gotta <laughs> like embrace that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Got, at working hilarity, that's gonna be Sam in the background yes, doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to embrace that. I was lucky. I only got the good laughs from Sam my weekend that I had there. But I've been there whenever he's laughed at somebody's mistake, and it, it, it I know I, oh, I know yeah, on stage man. I'm like Sam. I know that feels like shit. Right <laughs> sometimes I like it because. <laughs> It's, it's, it's that comic thing of, like, it's better to bomb when your friends are there because then the, when they're laughing, then that makes you laugh. Yeah. And then, and then, and that takes a little heat off of you, too, because you're, like, yeah, you're bombing, you... but then you're, like, oh, shit, I'm bombing, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it makes you laugh a little bit. Yeah, like, and not yeah. take yourself serious. And, and to your point with Gabe, like, I always fuck with him because he's got that very, like, white guy lacrosse rapist energy (laughs) not not you know not not lacrosse teams doing rape but but just that that stereotype of of just a very confident young white guy like you're way too young to have this much confidence yeah Yeah. Uh, and I think lacrosse teams did do rape right no it was this one famous uh, case where the girl accused him of doing it and everybody was on her side and then they later found out that she was lying and then a lot of white dudes was mad that. Yeah, but I thought the, back but I thought way. the but I thought the Duke lacrosse case was like that was the one. Oh, I thought that was all like legit. Like no, I thought those no, guys like one. got charged and shit. Sounds like I got so many Facebook posts to delete right now. I but no, I never. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> should we, really. Should we Google? Should we? <laughs> No, no, but, but yeah, uh, I think I think that was the one, and then white guys were like, "See, we don't we don't, we don't rape people." <laughs> I don't know where this lacrosse stereotype comes from. Yeah, one one time, <laughs> one time it goes the other way. I'm like, see, see, <laughs> dude, Jim Brown probably played lacrosse. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was really good. That's an old Indian game. Indian I, I didn't even know lacrosse was around back then. That's how dumb I was about this shit. It's an Indian game. It predates. It's pre-colonial. It's what Native Americans play. <laughs> Damn. We got. Uh, we got to talk to some of the shit uh, uh, about some of the shit in the news this week. Um, Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.